Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Creators Outlet. We're joined once again by our friend from Silverline Comics, Roland Mann. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate I, it. I figured you'd be wearing that. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Well, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I have to tell people, you know, I do have more than one of these shirts. <laughs> so. Yeah, because your wife would be like, you're going are on you, my back. Are, are you still wearing that? <laughs> right, that's right. Well, and you know, we, we which is what we're, we're going to talk about. You know, we've got the show Sunday, so I got to wear it again on Sunday when we're when I'm at the show. So that means you're doing your own laundry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> She's like, you know where the detergent is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's ten feet away from the meat you just cut. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, people are like, uh, what? <laughs> What, what, there he is! Woohoo! Ah. He is awake! <laughs> Ooh, and it's dark there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That, 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 that backlight is giving you an awesome silhouette, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, someone told me once or recently I looked like I was looking for an author book jacket photo. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Is that a little better? Much better. Yeah. yeah. Slowly emerge out of the darkness. Well, kind of like me. But, you know, I'm so friggin' white that, you know, just just the light from my screen, I'm like... Glowing. Yeah. Not not in the same way our wives do when they have the children right, either. Yeah. You're glowing! Really? <laughs> no. I'm just, scared. I'm just scared to fuck at you right now. That's all. <laughs> you wait for her to come up on the roof of an M16. Get the house! <laughs> now, right, are, so are you, you guys, fairly? Go ahead. You got Sorry. you guys got a, a lot of stuff going on because I've been I've been seeing Silverline stuff and other creators that are doing stuff for you. And I was talking to some creators last weekend on Cromcon uh, over in the Madness. Right. I was I streamed for like thirty hours, so good uh, grief. Yeah, we did. We had uh, Friday night from eight to midnight. Then we had noon to midnight Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Yeah, and we, which it was good because uh, there were ice storms up in Michigan by the lakes, and uh, that's where Pops lives. He lives like on a ah. little island between a couple of lakes, and. Uh, he lost. He said. He says he lost power for a couple of hours. I figured he had. He had, you know, me, myself, and Phil there. So he's like, "Yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go take a nap." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thirty hours. That's uh, that's rough on the old butt cheeks, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I every once in a while I switch back. I I jump on my phone and go sit in my recliner for a couple uh, of hours. But gotcha. You know. It was good. We had had some uh, had some great creators. I I heard the Silver Line name dropped a couple of times from Woo-hoo! from some people in there, and I'm That's like, good. I go, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so catch us up to speed. You would last last we talked, which was six seven months ago. Yeah. You were just finishing up uh, a new Kickstarter for for a number one. And you would, uh, were just getting ready to wrap up a previous series. 
Uh, and you were starting on like two others. Right. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, we got a whole bunch uh, 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 ready for the year. Um, I was going. We we did on the Silverline uh, uh, stream last night. We talked about uh, the number of Kickstarters. So we we've got on our schedule this year. We've got six Kickstarters slated. Right. So I've already got them marked off on my on my Google Calendar. Um, and, and of course, what we've been doing uh, since about mid last year is that all of our Kickstarters have been two books because we, we're we're you know, we're, we're just producing content. So mm -hmm. we, we don't have, there are just not enough days to do, you know, a Kickstarter per book. So we've got, we've got uh, two books. And I was telling them, I said, do you realize that means 12 books this year? 12 books in 21. And uh, I think that that number kind of, you know, took everybody by surprise. They're like, ooh. I'm like, yeah, but, but the thing about it is we've almost got half of those finished already. <laughs> you know? Well, so, that's, a, that's a good thing because I'm like, I go, well, you're forcing everybody to work like they're working for, you know, a comic book company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're working like for like a real publisher or something. When did this happen? Listen, <laughs> I thought we would just do it a few Kickstarters. And now we're, you know, now we're up to like six Kickstarters and, you know, two dozen books. And, but you know, we're, the thing about it is we're having a good time. And that's the mm -hmm. thing that, uh, you, you, you know, talk to Brent. That's the thing that, it's important for me, uh, you know, whenever I talk to someone about doing a, a, a you know, or working with Silverline, is like, you know, this is, a, a, we have fun. This I believe comics should be fun. And uh, if you're not having fun making them, then I, I think that that shows in the work. And I don't mm -hmm. think readers are going to have fun reading it. So if you're not going to have fun, you probably ought to go work for somebody else. You know, you probably yeah, ought to if, if you're gonna if you're gonna be miserable, <laughs> say for example, like you're on Daredevil for Marvel and you're just having a miserable time because you had this this great arc planned out, like, no. He has to team up with Obnoxio the clown for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're just gonna be a miserable SOB and be like I just don't want to be here because <laughs> yeah. with, with any job, if you're not, if you're not enjoying what you do yeah. and you know, you're not getting some kind of fulfillment out of what you're doing, you know, whether, you know, you're a doctor or a nurse in the medical field, you guys in the comic field, me, I guess in the podcasting field now, uh, you know, um, I'm having a good time because my favorite thing to do when I go to a show is just go and hang out at an artist alley and talk <laughs> talk to creators to, you know, to see, you yeah. know, what they've done, what they've got going on. And I would much rather pay an artist, an artist alley to do a sketch for me that has contributed to source material mm -hmm. for all the stuff that everybody's watching on Netflix and right. Amazon and, you know, Apple and all yep. this other, you know, all these other things. And I'd rather, I'd rather give them, the person who created the, the IP for them to be able to do this money to have something really cool. That's going to mean something to me. Yeah. And it's probably going to mean something to them. Cause they're like, cool. He wants a sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. two spots open today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's going to be, it's going to mean more, more to somebody else, you know, more to the person getting it because, they're getting to hang out with an artist that works on a book that they like. Yeah. Instead of, you know, 
you know, I'd rather I'd rather give an artist, you know, for like full cover commission, pencils, inks, and colors. I'd rather give them like you know, two hundred and fifty dollars to do that for me, than I would go with you know Joe Blow that one you know that was on like two episodes of like a show that's already in reruns for uh, you know. Well, it's a hundred dollars to get your picture taken with yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> your own camera. Uh, uh, yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> sing it, brother. Sing it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I I always bring it up when when the conversation steers that way, and it's usually me starting it because I feel like bitching about something. Uh, but when the conversation goes that way, I'm like. Why are you giving your hard-earned money to millionaires? Yeah. <laughs> I go, even even if they're like on a, you know, on a show that's been developed and it's on Netflix, they're still getting, and they've never done anything else, they're probably still getting like at least like a million five. You yeah, know. but they need another boat. <laughs> see i i would complain about the boat thing but drunk strippers love boats <laughs> i'll have to take your word on that one. Oh, uh, i know i know that because prior to podcasting when i wasn't in a wheelchair uh i spent 35 years djing at the strip clubs oh my goodness wow Wow. So no matter how good one of my friends or cousins jobs would be like they get a new job and it'd be a you know fairly impressive job like great salary great benefits blah 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 What are you doing now I go yeah make it chicks give me money <laughs> Really how are you going to beat that Yeah for most guys it's the other way around isn't it Yeah <laughs> It's like my wife won't get naked if I'm in the room, but I have to give her all my money. <laughs> hmm. So tell us tell us the books you have coming out right now, if you have anything coming out right now, and then yeah. we'll we'll get into Kickstarters because I know you got another one yeah. launching off next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got um, the one that launches next uh, well, actually this week actually. Today's Monday, so it's going to la uh, launch on Thursday. Um, okay. We've got uh, Teen Beetle, which is written by uh, John Crowther uh, of uh, all the wrestling comic uh, fame. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, some folks probably know him because he did uh, Rochelle, um, the Teen Cockroach, with the uh, Antarctic Press. Um, he's actually doing... Um, the Teen Beetle is... Um, if anybody's fans of the Blue Beetle... They'll recognize a lot of the uh, the the content in you know Blue Beetle's public domain now. A lot of people don't realize that, but but you, you have to be careful because it's the old Blue Beetle stuff and not the stuff that DC does. So mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so we've got uh, Team Beetle by John Crowther with uh, art by uh, legendary comic artist Del Barris, um, and it's going to be the the first issue. And of course, you know Silver Line, so the issue is completely done. Uh, we could actually go print it today. I have one cover that I'm still working to finish, uh, but but other than that, we could go print it today, um, and 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 so let's see. I'm trying to think of 
two beetle jug earlier. Uh, and so then the other one is Switchblade, which was uh, published by Silverline in the late 90s on uh, newsprint. Oh, I had a copy around here earlier. I was showing somebody the the, the newsprint. Um, and so I remember we, what newsprint. Yeah, yep. And I remember so, newsprint because uh, I think I was talking to you before that uh, when I went into when I went into my coma, good friend of mine from work took all my stuff but my furniture into storage at his house. Yeah, yeah. I just got it back two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So now, you, you've got a lot of boxes. Well, if you look, if you look in the shadows behind me, I have around, I have about nine rows uh, of boxes from here over, <laughs> uh, and they're about five feet high. That so I've been, fun. I've been breaking them, I've been breaking them down like a little bit here, a little bit there, and I've been finding all kinds of cool stuff, and you know, New, newsprint's one of them. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of newsprint. <laughs> yeah. Lots of lots so, of newsprint. So what we've done is uh, we've taken that and uh, we've digitally remastered all the artwork. And, um, of course, then we went in and digitally colored it. So um, we're, we're calling this, uh, we, we got a couple of the older books that we're doing this with. This is our Silverline Remix. And so we're going to do, uh, with Teen Beetle, we're going to do Silverline, I'm sorry, we're going to do Switchblade Remix uh, issue number one. And it's going to be a flip book. Oh, I got a flip book still. It's going to be a, a flip book like um, the other Kickstarters that we've done. Um, and for those who are like, flip book? What's a flip book? This is a flip book. Right? This is one of, from one of our Kickstarters we did earlier. So you have Bloodline on one side, you flip it over, and there's Friar Rush on the other. And you read it, obviously, like this till you get to the center, and then everything is upside down. And then you. So you have. So you have to flip it over, or you're you're. You have to flip. You you either flip it over, or you're convinced that somebody printed your your manga comic upside down. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you either flip it over, or flip you over in order to read it. Um, so yeah. Easy to flip the book. <laughs> yes. Far, far easier. So uh, and Switchblade obviously um, it's also done. Uh, the colors are completely finished. In, in, in fact, all three issues of Switchblade uh, are completely colored. So we could print all three of those today. We're not going to do that, though. We're going to take them one at a time. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's what launches um, That's what launches Thursday. So we're, we're very excited about that. Like I said, we could go to print with them today. Uh, but, you know, we need some help to get them the funds for printing and shipping. Yep. So. <laughs> but all, all the work's... Well, the, the work, work's in the can. The work, work is, is all in the can, like always with Silverline. Yes. Yep. Everything's done and ready to go. And yep. it's like we we just need everybody to to jump on the Kickstarter yep. and, and get it funded so we can pay the printer and get them shipped out. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, and then and then actually Brent is really close to uh, wrapping up um, Kalis. So yep. Yep. Brent, I'll let you I'll let you take take it away with Kalis. Yeah, we're uh, wow. We're actually going to do something uh, unique. Uh, well, as far as Silverline is concerned, which is we're going to run uh, a Kickstarter uh, with issues three and four together, and uh, also uh, a trade collecting the first four. Right, Roland? Yeah, yeah. That's still on the table. Okay, so um, right now issue three is pretty much locked down issue four is about a third of the way uh sketched and inked and maybe a quarter of the way colored 
um, which means the script is done. So that's, that's right. Thing. And uh, so we're hoping to get that knocked out in just the next few weeks. Yep. Yep. So. So that's going to be issues three and four of Kalis. Yeah. yeah. And plus you're putting the, the trade of low four in there. Mm-hmm. So if somebody hasn't come across this book before, they can just buy the trade and have yeah. everything in one. If they've bought the first two, they can get that. And I'm sure there's there's a way to do the do the catch up and buy all four floppies too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We'll make we'll make sure that uh, that that's available also. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. For for me, yep. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah and you know uh lest you think that that's it for uh, for brent brent's actually working on another uh he's working on a new now i know he's got more kayla stories to tell yeah. but uh but he's actually already started work on um uh, a new series for Silverline, which is still going to be that one's still months away but uh, uh he's already kind of you know got off and running with the script for his part so He's starting on it now because he knows the book has to be finished before you announce it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. 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 So, um, and as far as other other Silverline things, um, really close to um, really close to completion. Also, is that we've got uh, Twilight Graham number two is. Is about two pages shy of being uh, finished uh, with the colors. Um, White Devil number one, which is an R. Both of those are R. A. Jones books. Um, White Devil number one is about oh well, this is the one Phil's working on, uh, Phil Leon, and I think he's he's still got about uh, I want to say about 15, 18 pages to do. So he's. I think he had some computer problems and he didn't get much coloring done over the holidays. But uh, um, so those yeah, are... he, he just got his computer back up and running like yeah. like twenty minutes before we launched Chromecom last <laughs> weekend. So um, so yeah, so Phil's so Phil's coloring that one. So that one's pretty close. Uh, talked with uh, Barb last night and she is um, she's about one third of the way finished uh, with Divinity number two. So. Um, so yeah, um, oh, oh, and Cat and Mouse. Alex is uh, Alex gave me the. Uh, I think he was planning. He he he, gave me, he shared his schedule with me, and I think he's planning to finish um, the the final issue of the first vo- of the second volume of Cat and Mouse by the end of February, um, and then along with that, uh, the guy who. So I, I'm already planning the the third volume of Cat and Mouse. Well, Wubba Fett is the penciler for that one. It's going to be inked by uh, Jeff Whiting. Um, he's already, I want to say he's about three or four pages from finishing the pencils for that one. So, yep, we're, we're, we're jamming. Well, after we're having after, some fun, after we wrap this, I'm going to, I'm going to get on Phil's back. I'm like, look, I had rolling on tonight. He said, you're holding up production. <laughs> <laughs> Artist holding a production. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was bu- I was busting his chops because I talked to uh, I talked to the guys from uh, uh, Naked Cannibal Campers. 
Hmm. Uh, well, just the title. I know you want to buy the book already. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I had, I had a couple of the guys from there on. It's actually uh, the producer of the movie of said name asked them to, you know, saw one of his books in a in a local shop, I guess, down in Florida, and said, "Is that your comic?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You want to make a comic book for me? Here's my movie. Here's my card." And they're they're doing it. So wow, you know it's you know they get they get some good. There's uh, Javier Javier Lugo's even doing a. I know uh, Javier. Yeah, doing a doing a cover. And, nice. Uh, so he he was on he was on Cromcom this past weekend too, and uh, I like Javier. I've actually got a uh, an old book that he did with Martin Dunn. Oh, really? Uh, that the. Uh, the IP of that book was sold to Blizzard and became uh, Overwatch, the game. Oh, wow. Whoa. That made a few bucks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, a, just a few. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've still got one of the, the original issues. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to own that. Uh, <laughs> but I've got that, and, and Javier did a, uh, a sketch on the front cover, too. Oh, cool. So... I'm Very not. Cool. I'm not giving that up unless you know a, a diehard Overwatch fan shows up at my door with a briefcase full of cash. <laughs> yeah, real <laughs> cash, not not that Monopoly stuff. Right, right. Yeah, Bitcoin. It, it it it's funny. I'll uh, take some of that. It's funny, funny how how loud uh, the green stuff can speak sometime, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> stuff I never thought I would sell, and I'm like, it's like you want that really? Okay, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay are you sure listen, i remember yeah. when I, I listen i remember when i first discovered ebay all right i i, I had one of these little uh, little kid flashlights it was about yay big and and you know you you grabbed it and the flashlight the light was on the front like this so you oh you, yeah, yeah you squeezed it and it went and as you squeezed it powered the light right thor was on the side of it okay and this is from 70 i don't know 72 three four something like that from when i was a kid and uh, in the late 90s, I had given this stuff to my mom. I said, because mom, my mom used to do a whole lot of uh, garage selling. And I said, just just sell it. She said, what do, you want, what do you want for it? I said, just put 50 cents on it, mom. And so the way my mom would do things is that, that if, if, um, if it went through one yard sale and didn't sell, it got a price slash, right? Because she, she didn't hold on to crap, right? Um, and so it went from 50 cents to a nickel. And she told me, she told me, she said, I can't sell this thing for a nickel. What do you want me to do? I said, you know, mom, there's this thing called eBay. Let me, let me try eBay out and see, because I'd never used it before. And so I, I put it on there for, I want to say, you know, a, a dollar or something like that. that. That blame thing got 30 bucks. 30 bucks for a little Thor flashlight. I had the Batman one just like it. <laughs> That nickel could have been yours, Roland. <laughs> yeah, no, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody could have had it for a whole lot cheaper, so um, yeah, that's that's when I that's when I went uh, uh, this was like I said, the early two thousands. I went heavy eBay then. I'm like, um, I can sell this, I can sell yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, eBay was pretty big then. I remember yeah. when I, um, I got an original Superman the movie poster on eBay and I'm like, Wow, this means like I could get any movie poster I wanted. It's like, 
It's like the garage sale, but it's just <laughs> stuff that you really want. And I didn't know if by then if the internet was really going to take off or not. So yeah. it's it's gotten bigger since then. Yeah, the jury was still out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just it just did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. Uh, someone uh, someone found um, the old Silverline website from the late nineties, and uh, apparently there's this thing called the Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a website called the Wayback Machine, and you can go on there and enter in, in website addresses, and it's got apparently has them archived. Wow! And I know, right? And so, uh, so I found the the Silverline site, or they found the Silverline site from like 1997, seven or eight, something like that, and sent me the link to it. I'm like, wow! Look at this! Look I don't even know. Where <laughs> I don't like, I don't look at all the beveled pictures. You know, all the pictures with all the bevels in it, all the all the tables. Uh, the, the, the website had all these tables on it, you know, and, mm. um, well, I, I could code, um, uh, HTML back then. So, wow. Yeah. But once flash came along, I'm like, yeah, I can't do any of that. I, I, you lost me with the flash. And so, <laughs> you know, you, mm. can, you, you can never tell, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I keep seeing I keep seeing the uh, the parody of uh, you know the president band and he's trying to find he's trying to remember his MySpace password and <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I re- I think I still remember mine yeah yeah I don't think I never I can't, you know I don't remember if I ever did MySpace or not uh, if I did I just I, I had two of them. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I don't think I ever did that. I had websites, you know, um, but I, I never did, never did the MySpace or. Yeah. And, and, be, and before you knew it, it, it wasn't actually a place to go. It was just ads on top of ads, just scrolling mm-hmm. and layering over each other so bad that nothing would load and. Mm-hmm. Well, I did a lot of the, the bulletin uh, boardrooms, you know, back in the b- before the internet kind of mm-hmm. became what it is. I did a lot of those. Um, a lot of the, I, I guess they kind of call them chat rooms, but they weren't really chat rooms. But I guess they kind of were. Um, but I was on, you know, a lot of a lot of history uh, history ones and the comic book ones, and mm. um, yeah, it was, um, you know, and I, I I still remember the first time. Um, I saw the internet. My wife, because she she was working at Mississippi State University, and they had they were they uh, they were backbone to the internet at the time. I don't know if they still are. Um, and they had the big T1 connections when everyone else had the you know 250 baud modems. And mm. and um, she said something, and she started talking about seeing pictures. And I'm like, no, there are no pictures on the internet. And she's like, no, I I, I click it and I see pictures. I'm like, no, 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 you don't. There's just words. And, you know, she's like, no, I see pictures on, on these. I'm like, I, I think you, I, I, I told her, I said, I think you must be making this up. I, you, you've got to be, you've got to be seeing something that's not the internet. And so like the very next day or the day after that or something, I went into her office with her and she had uh, Mozilla uh, was, I think the first browser she had, I think. And she's popped on Mozilla and boom, and it, a website came up and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I, I sat down and was just clicking all over the place. And she said, 
you gotta go. I'm just proved to you that you're wrong. <laughs> you gotta go because I gotta work, right? And so I, because I, I was there clicking around for like ten minutes, and so she kicked kick, kicked me out so she could get back to work. And I immediately ran, you know, ran home and like oh, I gotta get this Mozilla on my <laughs> on my computer, you know. <laughs> the future is now. One day, maybe the pictures will even move. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I knew we were gonna go go in the wayback machine, I would have I would have dug out my my full <laughs> Max Hedrum head mask on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> <laughs> eh, we always uh-huh. do. It's no big deal. Uh-huh. In in uh, in in positive news, more positive news. Brent and I are both going to be at um, the Deland Comic and Collectible Show this uh, this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be there signing uh, signing comics and hopefully selling a bunch and hopefully a show. Some... What's that? I know, right? Yeah, let's uh, not go crazy. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am hoping that uh, that that twenty twenty one starts off right in the land. So, um, mm. fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, because I posted this morning. I go. Welcome to 2021, or as I call it, the Book of Revelation. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I saw somebody uh, post. They said, "They said, you know, I thought 2020 was over, but then I realized that it was 2021, 2022, mm. 2023, and I'm like, oh my goodness." <laughs> That's right. If the groundhog pokes his head up, right, right. you've got nine more years of COVID. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! Don't even say I'm, that. I'm I'm scrolling around because I've got I've got like uh, a couple of couple of things on my on my TV so I can I get like early access to some film stuff and everything. Hmm. And uh, I'm I'm scrolling and I it's like a whole bunch of like. Movies that are so bad, they're not even B horror movies. They're 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 like F horror movies. And yeah. I I scroll down like four movies and I look, uh, and it's COVID twenty five. And then I scroll down some more, and it's SARS twenty five. <laughs> and I'm like, well, apparently this is from the same team that brought us that other one that was horrendous you think something big is going to happen or at least you know the girl the woman and her daughter and like the hero was going to escape no it, it was it, it was like the it was like the bad guy from uh den of earth and heavy metal you die the girl dies everybody dies <laughs> i was like hoping for the best and then i was like they all died Man, I want that hour and a half back. Yeah. <laughs> Luck, luckily, at least mm-hmm. at least I read a couple of comics while I was, you know, kind of paying attention to the movie. But so you get the you get the show this weekend. Yep. Uh, hopefully, knock on plastic. Uh, that'll go good. Hope so. I've got my uh, I've got my bot uh, my uh, well you can't see it I got my bottle of hand sanitizer the uh, convention um, asked that every table have a, a hand sanitizer so I got my hand sanitizer for the table um, hmm. 
Yeah. So, I don't know how... I, you know, I always take... Oh, I don't have it here. Uh, I always take hand sanitizer with me. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, I always take and have for years uh, my own little, like, private bottle of hand sanitizer. I've just always always taken it, right? Stash in the pocket, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, uh, usually when I, I set my table up, I have a little rack that I put, you know, some comics on. I just put it, I put it with, you know, like a notepad and some stuff like behind it. And then, you know, when, when people come up and then walk away, then I can just get it, you know, but, um, but yeah, they've asked us to put the hand sanitizer, make it available on our table. So I've got a big bottle, uh, for it. The five gallon jug just put right, it out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Silver line sanitizer. Yeah, right. They should put a little <laughs> sticker on it, shouldn't they? Yeah, just, just put, That's you know. not a bad idea. Buy the big bottle and save all the little ones and use the big bottle to fill up all the little ones and you put the sticker on and go, you have any hand sanitizer? Yeah, one dollar. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Make, me a, make me a trip to Costco. Yeah. And if, if somebody's being rude, you just pick up the big thing of hand sanitizer with the pump as they're turned around and you just go... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Squirt them in the back of the head with it. It'll just... It'll, it'll scare them so much that they will actually need more hand sanitizer. Mm. <laughs> well, or you could just say, I, I thought I saw a germ on your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I saw a big germ. It started from about your neck and just worked its way up. Look, look, I see COVID. I see COVID. <laughs> I see COVID everywhere. <laughs> I only I see boxes everywhere. I'm like, oh my god. I found I found a bunch of bunch of cool stuff. Some autographs and lots of toys, and I had. I used to subscribe before all this. I used to subscribe to uh, I subscribed to Loot Crate for a long time, mm. and then when it started getting like really cheesy, I quit them and I went over to uh, the Wizard World Comic Con boxes. Okay, because at least I get a comic in there, right? Yeah, you know, and it's it's limited edition. And at one point, they they did their own. Uh, reprint of Batman Adventures 12. Oh. With a variant, you know, a variant cover yeah. for them. It was like a black and white one, a color one of the variant, and then a, a slightly different colored one from, but it was like the original cover. <laughs> and uh, those three books that you get for free in the box sold for... Uh, the one that had the original cover uh, was selling for like about 150 bucks. Wow. Not bad. No. I'm like, okay, lead the way. <laughs> so I, I emptied all of those. I, you know, I moved the, I moved all the comics out and everything. And it was funny because one of the boxes that was in there was a promo for the Supergirl TV show. Because it originally it, it originally aired on CBS and then got canceled and W and uh, you know CW you know snatched it up and and filled a hole with it and uh, but it's when they 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 had just launched the new Supergirl series when this box came out and there was a homage cover to Neil Adams breaking the kryptonite chains but he did it with Supergirl. 
Uh, and I didn't realize it until I, I flipped it over and the, and the sticker on the back of the bag, you know, told, told you who it was from and everything. Uh, and it's an early John Boy Myers cover. Hmm. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I, I don't see the, I looked at it again. I go, I don't see the attraction, but if somebody wants to buy it because they're a fan of his, I'll be glad to sell it to him. <laughs> you know? Which, which which brings up another question. Uh, when is there going to be a Silver Line subscription box? <laughs> you know, um, Curtis Fujita, who uh, one of one of our 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 crew, um, has been really kind of pushing me to do something like that, and. Um, so I can't answer your question with any kind of certainty other than to say um, there is pressure from within <laughs> to make that happen. So uh, part of it is we just we, I, I've got to figure out the logistics of it and how to make it all work. Um, but it's uh, certainly you know certainly something that could happen in the not too distant future um, if I can just kind of figure out how to how to make it all work. Translation, you're not the only geek that's being a pain in my butt about a subscription box. Because <laughs> I get, uh, I know uh, Brian over at the Cheers to Comic podcast gets it and uh, does like an unboxing. He gets the Scout box every month. Mm. And, uh, well, they've got so many, you know, they've got like, so many freelance artists working on all these different books. So that they put out like 12 to 12 to 16 books a month. So they pack 12 books in, into the box and uh, it's, it's really well packed, you know, yeah. the way you would expect something that you were actually paying for to show up, not from eBay, but you know, from a reputable source. Right. And uh, you get you get some nice stuff because they, they they do like all kinds of merch and everything. They do like merch for like every single every single book has its own line of merch, you know, cooking aprons, uh, mouse pads, uh, T-shirts, uh, coffee mugs. I'm good with the coffee mugs because none yeah. of the clothes will fit me. I'm still too fat. <laughs> I lost I lost 200 pounds, but I'm still too fat to fit in a fit in a shirt that they would send me. Um, but they they do uh, web store exclusive covers. Um, they also have uh, a deal with uh, the comic book shopping network, so CBSN gets a variant of every new number one that comes out from Scout. And they they also got a uh, also got a deal like that from uh, Aftershock too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so, that, that's not a not a big surprise that they both do that, right? Because Aftershock is Joe and and uh, Scott and Jim Pruitt, mm -hmm. the Pruitt brothers. So <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like following each other around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do, uh, I know Scout's model right now is 
they'll release an ash can. People are like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to buy the ash can. Well, the ash can actually has eight pages. You know, it's like a preview of the book, but there's actually an original eight-page story in there. And it turns out every new title that they release, that ash can is actually the first appearance of that character. It's not, it's not number one. The first issue was actually the second appearance. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ash cans used to be a thing. Yeah, I, I still, I found, uh, I found a couple of, like, old Star Trek ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like a DS9 and a, and a Next Generation one from, uh, you know, the, uh, like, the early 2000s. Hmm. You know, I'm like, well, I still got them. And yeah. worst, worst case scenario is, you know, I pass them along to a buddy of mine for a, you know, like a, a little Christmas gift or something one year because he's a bigger Star Trek fan than I am. Mm. I'm still a Trekkie, but I'm like, I probably read him three times already. I, I gotta make room. <laughs> I, I, I had a nice huge loft, and then all my stuff showed up. <laughs> and you know, you walk in the and it it, it looks like. It literally looks like a warehouse because it's an old factory, you know, refurbished into apartments. Mm. That's but interesting. My my loft here is like twenty five hundred square feet. Mm. Uh, right now, I probably have about twenty five square feet. <laughs> you come in through the kitchen, and the kitchen floor is clear. But as soon as you make it towards that line into the into the living area it's boxes from here all the way over to the back of the couch boxes from the counter all the way over this way <laughs> and then this whole thing and then i've got boxes and totes down there because i don't know what's in anything so i i just keep doing unboxing videos and uh <laughs> they go they go pretty well as long as there's toys in the box yeah as, as soon as there's actual books in a box they're like, I see the numbers go. Oh, really? That's interesting. Oh, reading. I only want to see the toys. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that that just that just tells me that uh, you know, the lack of toys R us is uh, oh yeah, you know, feening people like you know crack addicts now because yeah, you know, I I see a lot of the uh, there's a lot of like. Uh, toy sale groups on Facebook now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were, you know, the dealers that go to these things that we call shows. Yeah. Uh, might be a few there this weekend. Um, but they had nothing else to do. So they went, they, you know, fell back to the internet, but they didn't want to do eBay because it means they're, you know, getting whack, like, you know, double and triple fees. Mm. Plus now, uh, so, you know, if you use PayPal, they whack you for PayPal back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and then eBay whacks you. Plus, you know, they're sending they're sending you like a tax statement at the end of the year for everything you sell on eBay now. Huh. And uh, and they they don't where they used to take 
they're cut as soon as your, your piece sold. Now they wait until the end of the month and then they whack your PayPal account for all of their fees, figuring you might not have paid attention and we're going to take all our money now. Huh. That's interesting. And they've, they've imposed so many new rules that I'm like, I, I sold a couple of things on there and I'm like, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I'm on a fixed income, so I don't have a lot of money. So I sold something and, uh, I'm waiting for the money to come in to my card so I can use that card to pay the post office to ship them, to ship them the thing. And like, Oh no, no. Uh, there, there's new things now. We we hold your money for up to thirty days, on every purchase. Uh-huh. Wow! I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> you have you have to make uh, twenty five. Like if you're in if you're in the states, you have to make twenty five sales in the states. Hmm. Yeah. And then you have to uh, you have to do like two or three other things. And after that, they will actually not hold all your, you know, they weren't, they won't hold the money that you, that you just made by selling your own property to somebody else. And so I switched off of there and I built an SD store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I haven't sold anything on or bought anything on eBay in a long, long time. Hmm. I sold, I sold a couple of things. I sold some books. Uh, you know, I put up, I put up a set of, uh, the new Wolverine when X 23 took, took Logan's costume and took over. Uh, but number, number two is a, is a key issue. So of course nobody wants anything but the key issues. Right. And of course they want to, they want to, they want to lowball you for all of those so they can take that get it graded and sell it for top notch money. I'm like, well, if I wanted to go that low, I would have just mailed it into CBCS myself and, yeah. you know, done that. But there's a, there's a few books that I, that I have, uh, graded and I just bought, uh, a run off some friends of mine that are indie creators and they've got, they've got four issues of their book out. And I just bought all four issues last week when my stimulus check came in. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, thank you. I go, yeah, I was trying to spend my $600 all in one lump place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. so we've got, we've got all these books coming out. Uh, possible subscription boxes by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We got we got action figures in the works too. Yeah, we're we're still looking into the that. I, 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 so mostly it's about the books. We're the books. Just you gotta uh, you gotta you gotta have that uh, mental release and and sit back, read some comic books. And that's right. Travel to another spot and you know forget what's going on in the in the real world that just seems faker by the day. And yep. And and mm. dive dive headlong into some comics. That's right. I, I do have to ask you because I know you said it's uh, it's open game on the Beatles stuff. So were you talking 
Blue Beetle Dan or are you talking Blue Beetle Ted? Uh, so I'm not, uh, I'm not the expert on Blue Beetle, but I think Dan Garrett was the first Blue Beetle, right? He was, he was the one that we know before Ted Cord, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think historically, chronologically, like real, real, real time, not comic book time, mm -hmm. but I think, uh, historically, Dan Garrick is the one that was published, uh, the Dan Garrick Blue Beetle is the one that was published, that's the one that's that's public domain. Okay. By uh, yeah, it was published by like a few people. Yeah. So you just have to be careful if you're going to do Blue Beetle. You have to be careful that you don't do anything that that Marvel. I'm sorry, that DC has done, right? Because uh, and you can't even use the 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 name Blue Beetle because they've trademarked those words and that image, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't use that or they'll come after you. You can use the character because that's that's public domain, but they jumped on the they jumped on the logo um, that they have, and and so you can't use that. Hmm. Yeah, so you, it's it's a fine it's a it's a fine little line line to 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 walk. Hmm. Well, I I know uh, like Dynamite and a couple of the other publishers yes. as well uh, lead towards doing that stuff. And yes. Uh, and uh, and and that's uh, you know that, to me that's actually really very frustrating and, and I get it but um, you know one of the things that's frustrating to me is that you know Dynamite has the 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 now they have the trademark on on this the Miss Fury this is a this is a miniseries I wrote in the nineties right so mm -hmm. this this is I wrote this um, back before Dynamite was even a thing and uh, Miss Fury is public domain. And so I can still do Miss Fury, right? And, and anyone can still do Miss Fury, but I can't use this logo like this on the cover um, because they have now trademarked that, and it belongs to to Dynamite. So, you know, part of me, I, I get it, I guess, but you know, it's public domain for a reason. Let it just be public domain. But uh, for some reason, I guess they think their Miss Fury is going to be better than everybody else's, or I don't know. I don't know. So uh, you you can uh, in, enjoy the fact that uh, the mouse swooped in on a couple of their big titles the other year, made a movie, and and, and sent them a cease and desist letter. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, really? Well, they were they were uh, they had a, a very lucrative uh, Lone Ranger series, oh. and, it, and it was actually good. And they're like. We don't care how crappy the movie is. Just make it so they can't make the comic. Wow, I didn't know that. And then they, they did the same thing with John Carter, Warlord of Mars. Hmm. And Dynamite's been making those forever. So they had to they had to cancel uh, Warlord of Mars. And they I just thought that was I thought that was still owned by the uh, the Burroughs estate. It is, but the uh, the John Carter Warlord of Mars. Uh -huh. They made they made the movie, so they couldn't touch it for x amount of time. Wow! So they they ended up they waited like about a year, and then they they brought him back, but they can't call him that, and they can't refer to him. They can't refer to anything that appears in the movie mm. as that. So they had to change names for this, that, and the other thing. And yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, copyright law is interesting. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like because I did an adaptation of The Wizard of Oz, and um, you know, a lot of people know The Wizard of Oz from the movie, mm-hmm. and and you know, the movie is not public domain, but the novel is. So you know, we can you know, me and you, we can do another one if we want to. But what we have to be careful of doing when we do our adaptation is that you have to be careful that. Um, what you include in your adaptation is in the original novel. If you make something new, it can't have been in the MGM version of the movie because mm-hmm. they'll come after you, right? Like the Ruby Slippers, for instance, that wasn't in the that wasn't in the novel, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't have Ruby Slippers slippers in your uh, your adaptation of The Wizard of Oz because MGM will come after you and say we own that, right? They don't own The Wizard of Oz because that's public domain so you can still do Dorothy and the Tin Man and all that kind of stuff but you have to make sure that what you're doing is is coming from the original and not from uh, MGM well, yeah. I know uh, there's yeah because there's, there's been a few more than a few uh, Wizard of Oz comics yes as as of late yeah uh, it's, it's because all that stuff is becoming public domain yeah I know uh, they made like a huge, like hundred and some page uh, trade, and it's filled all with like mini stories. So they did an anthology. Uh, yeah, Travis Gibb and mm-hmm. a slew of other creators. Uh, he came up with the idea of uh, Cthulhu invades Mars. Yeah, and each each writer got to pick something specific. From the land of Oz, whether it was a character, somebody did one just on the just on the yellow brick road. Yeah, hmm. and uh, so it's full of all stories like that. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, David Pepos with the uh, his his series, the OZ. So they're hmm. using uh, Dorothy Gale's granddaughter, and it's. You know, basically, like World War Two happened in Oz, and now it's you, you know, it's the OZ, so like the occupied zone. Yeah, hmm. you know, that's clever. So, so i i thought I thought that was a I thought that was like a a, a good twist. I like to see things twisted around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have like a dozen books from Silverline <laughs> yeah. coming up by the end of the year. Yep. You have a Kickstarter launching on Thursday. Yep. And uh, do we have somebody else from Silverline coming to see me next Monday? Yes, John uh, John Crowther, the guy who who does uh, Team Beetle. I was telling you about. Oh, cool! Yeah. Great. Yeah, so he'll he'll be able to talk about Team Beetle, and and we'll be in the middle of the Kickstarter at that point in time. So. Uh, you can scroll through the page and all that kind of stuff with him and talk about what's there. And well, send send me the thing and I'll get I'll uh, get the Kickstarter shared out and I'll I'll uh, I'll put it up on the uh, on the outright Geekery page so uh, all of our people can see it as well over there. That sounds great. You gotta spread the word. Yes, spread yeah. the word. What's he gonna do with all those comics if he has to stop making them? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're not we're not gonna stop. We're having too much fun. 
We're, we're having too much fun making comics, so we're we're going to. You got to uh, keep going. We're going to keep going. So. Besides, Brent needs to you know pay off the eBay debt for that Lord of the Rings poster behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I got that at a uh, um, oh, what was it? A comic book store uh, giant discount day. I think it was three dollars. So wow, I had to frame that because I'm like, that's just. That's the day I won. You know what I mean? So I won. I, I got a great movie poster for three bucks. I I can spring at the dollar store for that ten dollar frame now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that that that's what I have. I I found I found so much stuff in uh, a couple of old uh, autograph pieces from uh, I found in an uh, All Star Squadron number one that I actually have signed by Jerry Ordway. Wow, that's pretty cool. So I was, I was, I was excited to see that, and uh, sadly, we had another passing in the uh, in the comic book community this this week. So Lytle, yeah, yeah, yeah that was sad. Yeah, hmm. but I know you guys have a bunch of stuff to get to. I have a class. <laughs> I have got parents who demand my attention. So well, you know. <laughs> Oh, you have so, to go teach a class. Yes, I have to go teach a oh, class. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I got to go. Gotta go. But the, the, the beauty is I get to go teach a class on comic books. So um, so it is still a, it is still a class. So, but, so you're, you're unplugging from this and just plugging into something else and continuing yes. the conversation. Yes, exactly. Um, That's oh, always good. It is good. It is Living good. the dream. That's right. Yeah. Living the dream. Um, since the last time you were on uh, the pod, this podcast actually gets transferred over to uh, ageofradio.org. Okay. So uh, all the audio versions are available there. So uh, later on tonight, I will have uh, the, uh, the the link for the audio version, so I can I'll drop that. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll drop that into you, and I'll share that around to a. To a bunch of pages so all the audio versions are there if we show off anything cool i always tell them just look for creators outlet on youtube and you can yep. find yeah you can see all the stuff we were talking about there cool yeah and i'll drop you the uh i'll drop you the link for the kickstarter um we've already got we got a sign up page there okay um, cool yeah and and real real quick if somebody wants it it's really it's uh, kickstarter.com slash projects Slash Roland Man slash Team Beta One Switchblade One no spaces. So, well, with a title I'll, like I'll, that, there's I'll no space the for anything but that. Right, I know. <laughs> I'll send you, I'll send you the link. <laughs> awesome. Talk to you guys soon. Uh, All right, Brent, great meeting you. Good to meet you, sir. And uh, we'll see you next time. And I'll be talking to you uh, in the next couple of days. That sounds great. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank you. Have a good Have a great one. night. <laughs>